the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast, where every week we speak to leaders, experts, innovators and indeed game changers, looking at ways we can help you improve your business and possibly become an even better driving instructor than you are already. As always, I am your splendid host, Terry Cook. I'm delighted that you have chosen to listen today. Now, on today's episode, I am joined by the wonderful Kev and Tracy Field. Now, we are diving into two of my favourite topics. We are going to be talking about podcasting, including their new one that they've got coming out. And we are going to be talking about driving instructors, two of my favourite topics there. But before we dive into that, allow me just to recommend that you go and check out theinstructorpodcast.com. Now, you can find that at www.theinstructorpodcast.com. And over there, you'll find all our previous episodes. So you can go and look at our whole back catalogue over there. You'll find spotlighted episodes and you'll find links to all the guests that have been on the show. As well as that, you can check out my blogs, you can check out my recommendations, and you can even take a look at the sort of cool things we've got going on at the Instructor Podcast Premium. But just before we dive into today's show, I'm going to say one more thing. Make sure you hang about to the end of the show today, because at the end of the show, I've got some very exciting and interesting news for you about a new project that's kicking off in the next month or two. So hang about to the end of the show to check out what that is. But for now, let's crack on with the show. So welcome to the Instructor Podcast, and this week I'm delighted to be joined by Kev and Tracy Field. How are we doing, guys? Hi. Hi, yeah, we're doing well, thank you. I'm delighted to have you on, and the first question I like to ask people is, with this podcast, I like to talk to experts, leaders, innovators, and indeed game changers. Which one of those categories, or potentially more than one, do you think you fall into? I'll let Tracy go first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put me in any of them. <laughs> I'm I'm still learning. I'm interested and still learning in everything. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I I wouldn't like to categorise myself in any of those yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a leader. No expert, definitely not. Because I'm always learning. Uh, innovator, maybe, maybe closer to that one. I like it. I, I reckon. I reckon you probably fit into a couple there. I think uh, we're all a bit reluctant to say how good we are at stuff sometimes. Um, but yes, it's interesting the reaction I get to that question because different people answer it different ways. I think it's a 50-50 split where some are a bit like yourselves, a bit reluctant. Yes, I am the expert. I'm the go-to at what I do. And others are a bit more like, uh, oh, sorry, a bit more like that. I find it very interesting the way it goes. Either way, that's enough of that. I am going to start off by asking you just to tell us a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about what you do. Okay. Um, I'm Kev, driving instructor, driver trainer, do fleet stuff. I used to be an XTV driver, so I know a little bit about that as well. Audit train, so I train people to become driving instructors. I do coaching for driving instructors. Um, I'm an NLP practitioner. And, yeah, I use all of those stuff to help people. And that's what I tend to do is I tend to I tend to find myself helping people lots. But then if I get stuck is where I go to Tracy. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> you say being a driving instructor is still your bread and butter then? 
yes, I still give driving lessons. You know, yeah. that's where I I love seeing people being scared to get in a car, to waving as they drive past me two years later or something like that. You know, that's you can't. That's that's one of the reasons why I started doing that job because it's just so rewarding. Yeah. See, I, I must admit, I'm more guilty of enjoying the instant gratification. So, like you said, the, the being scared to get in the car, then the end when they pass. I'm more like when they're scared to get in the driver's seat, and then they do. It's like instant gratification. Yeah. I don't like having to wait till when they pass. Um, <laughs> what about yourself, Tracy? Just uh, tell us a little about that. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a driving instructor at all. So, my background is in holistic therapies. Um, I'm trained in stress management and uh, as a mindfulness teacher as well. So it was really for me bringing those skills into into the the driver training industry, really. We kept coming home and sort of saying about particular students and things that were going on. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure, you know, this this could help and that could help Um, with, you know, a whole load of the techniques that I deliver predominantly actually I mean most of my work is with cancer patients so for me it was just taking what I'm qualified to do somewhere else and apply it into into the Mm. sort of like issues that Kev was having with his students. Um, I'm going to ask you a question actually um, which is good considering on a podcast. Um, (laughs) What's your view on driving instructors? As a whole, as, a, as an industry, what's your view? You're sitting next to one. Yeah, yes, actually. No, I'm quite happy to answer this question because when we first looked at um, putting something together for ADIs and for nervous students, um, I was focusing solely on mindfulness. And so I went along with Kev to a conference and I was I was doing a survey among ADIs about you know, mindfulness, would it be useful? What did they want? And the thing that I really came out from that conference with is being blown over, bowled over by how much ADIs really, really wanted to help their students. And so perhaps, you know, there's sort of like maybe if you ask a general member of the public what they might think about driving instructors, it will depend on their personal experience. So if they've had an amazing driving instructor themselves or for a family member, then they'll rave about them. And if they didn't have a good experience, they won't. But what I've never thought about and what really struck me was how much ADIs really, or the, the ADIs that I spoke to and the ADIs that I've spoken to since, how much they really genuinely care about their students. I like that answer. It's a good answer. <laughs> um, so one, one thing you both spoke about there, like Kev, you mentioned like the, the NLP side and Tracy, you spoke about mm. mindfulness and stress management. I'd, I'd be interested on, on your thoughts on this, Kevin. Where, How do you think the industry shifted in that sense? Because I've only been in uh, an instructor for about, well, it'll be seven years this year or six years. Mm. I've lost count, either way. Um, but I think back to when I learned 20 years ago and I look at where it is now, and I see a shift, but again, I wasn't an instructor back at that time. So I just wonder how much of a shift do you think you've seen towards that side of it? I think recently, yes. I think the last two, I think lockdowns helped. I think before lockdown, there was still some scepticism on coaching client-centred. Um, when I was taught, it was, this is what you do. This is how you do it. Go and practice. 
but this is what you need to do better. Let's go and practice. So it was more telling. Now we are sort of like having this, I suppose, this agreement with each other where you are working towards a, a goal for us both, where we want them to pass and be safe, but they also want to do it as well. So you have this agreement, which has never been in there before. And if I can say for myself, what I tend to do is I tend to step into their shoes a lot more now rather than being it from just the driving instructor's point of view. Right, this is, I am, I am the God, I'm the expert of driver and I know how to do it. I just listen to me and I'll do it. It's the old way. Whereas now what I do is I step into that student's shoes a lot more and I think, okay, so what do I want to learn if I was that student? How can I best help those people? And I think that's what we tend to do as ADIs now is we tend to coach, guide them as well to a certain extent. And I think that the initial client-centred learning part, there was massive sort of like diversion with people. No, you can't, yes, you can. But I think we're now sort of like tending to blend what we do now. And I think that's the biggest um, change I've seen in the last couple of years with people wanting to learn more about how can I help my students more, but also how can I make my job easier? Yeah. You know, that's what's, that's the one big thing I see with ADIs now is they're stressed. You know, there's long waiting times. They've got past their standards checks. They've, you know, all of these things, they're a lot stressed. But if you can just help your student, because this is what it's all about, is how do I make that easier? And one of the techniques, that's why I got into the NLP, is because it's, it's a fantastic tool to just be able to help them, help themselves. Yeah. And I think that's what I want. I don't want to just be able to teach them to drive. I want to be able to help them with their A-levels or, you know, exams that they got coming up, because it's the same sort of techniques, just phrased slightly differently. And that's what I, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's, but it's that sort of thing that I want, I want to help them, but not just in the driving sense, use the skills that I can teach to then go forward from there as well. No, I like that. Do you find that a lot of students come back to you with that? So like you said, the, the stuff that you practice on lessons, they can apply to all the stuff and they actually come back and say that my driving has now helped me with this. Yeah, 100%, especially with, um, like I've mentioned, A-levels. Mock tests is, uh, you know, they do mock tests at school that some of them have just gone through it. Um, and I said, okay, so how did you prepare for your mock test? How did you prepare for that hour beforehand? What did you do? And they said, oh, we did that breathing stuff. You know, they, they don't know what it's called, but we did that breathing stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, so how are you going to go forward when you're driving or the next test that you have to do it? But it worked really well because, you know, I had a clear ahead. I knew what I was doing. So, you know, that side of things I think is is, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I will just ask one more question around that because I still see online, and I shouldn't go on as many of the Facebook groups <laughs> as I do because it's very poisonous for the old brain. But I still see a lot of um, negativity and a lot of rejection towards class learning and towards coaching. Yeah. Why, I suppose, two part question why do you think that is, and why do you believe that coaching and uh, contact learning is actually the way forward? I think, as a, as a human person or people, we don't like change, 
And when someone says you've got to change, we put up barriers. And I think that's in, enormously what's happened. People said, right, we're going to do this now. Yeah, but why? Because I'm doing this. I don't like change. I'm quite happy doing what I do. And then you get some of the other side of the instructors going, okay, well, that's change, but I need to know more. I need to know why we're changing, or I need to know how I can improve me. So if this is what I've got to do and the change is coming, I'm going to step forward and actually embrace it. I suppose, does that answer both those parts, the change? Um, sort of. That's answer the first one, but why do you think that the coaching yeah. is, is the way forward? See, I believe coaching, I'm an advocate of it because I've seen it. And the reason I've seen it is when I talk to students that pass their tests or if I'm doing private coaching, so coaching outside of the industry, what I see and what I feedback I get is people are able to take the techniques or remember what has actually happened clearer and they can actually remember it of how they've done it because of when you're coaching properly, it's got nothing to do with me. It's all to do with that other person. And they start taking responsibility for their learning or the way they move forward. Yeah. You know, it is 100% them. And people say you, you know, I, I suppose this the biggest thing is on a first lesson. And I still get this in training when I do training with people. And I say to them, you know, what I want you to do to this one person, they have never sat in this car before but you can't tell them anything about driving and see what happens. And they go, yeah, but they don't know anything. And I said, well, this is where you're building this relationship. If you have a relationship and you ask effective questions, I'm going to phrase it that way, you can build a relationship. First question is, tell me what you, tell me what you know about the car. And that just opens up something. It's an open question and it's just like, well, yeah, it's a steering wheel. Brilliant. How do you use it? You know, and that's those sort of things that you're doing. But they will then know. I know it's simple, but start simple, and then you can just build on those questions. And that is about them taking responsibility for that learning. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because that's just kind of clicked a, a memory for me that I hadn't kind of, you know, sometimes you don't put two and two together. Because yeah. I used to, you know, you do the controls side of it. I used to yeah. talk them for all the controls. And now I just ask them, are there any of the controls in front of you? Do you know what they do? You know, do you know what the pedals do? Do you know which are which? And they almost all do. There might be the odd one they say, what does that do? But they usually press it before they ask me and then wipers come on, you know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and the other thing I found with that is that I enjoy my lessons more. And I think that's because there's a lot less resistance from the student because they're doing what they want to do rather than what they've been told to do. So I think that anyone that makes me enjoy my job more, it's, it's definitely a good way to go. Exactly. And that's, that's part of it, isn't it? That is part of what, what you're doing as a driving instructor, coach, or trainer, whatever you want to be called. It's about engaging that person that's learning. Yeah. And if we can do that, fantastic. Anyway. Uh, I want to ask you now about the, the big thing I want you to come on to the show and talk about, the thing that is very close to my heart indeed, and that's podcasting, because there is a certain podcast called, I'm going to try it, the Driving Confidence Podcast that recently came out by your good selves, 
So I'm uh, kind of going to the, throw the floor open here and say, just uh, tell us about what the Driving Confidence podcast is. <laughs> Tracy, I've done the talking for the last time. <laughs> uh, well, really, it, for us, it was just another platform to be able to help more people. So we, you know, we know that I mean, we run we run a website and there's lots of resources on the website. But inevitably, when you run a website, lots of those resources are either text based or video based. And and people get, you know, not I'm sure that not everybody is reading all of the text on there. And, you know, I'm sort of like gradually I was gradually putting more and more videos on because feeling that that is a an easier medium for users to, to look at. And then realising that actually we listen to lots of podcasts, our friends and family listen to lots of podcasts. You can listen to podcasts when you're doing all sorts of other things that you can't necessarily read text or watch videos. Um, and so it just sort of seemed, suddenly seemed really obvious <laughs> that we needed to do a podcast to sit alongside everything else. And actually it helps explain some theories, it explains some of our opinions, some of our ideas, hopefully gives people some hints and tips on driving nerves and driving confidence in a more accessible, friendly way, hopefully. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's, that's one of the, it's about, you know, making it available to more people. So we can help more people in the in the long run. Yeah, you said you both said the phrase there that, that really resonated, which was um, you know, it's a platform to help more people. Mm. And you know, I'm just gonna refer back to mine for a second because I back in February last year, I created the five minute fairy podcast, which is a theory test assistance essentially. I want to call it five minutes of fairy goodness. And it was for that exact reason. It was like, right, well, I can help my students, but that's kind of it. And, and when I first released it, initially the feedback I was getting was from uh, people that had passed the test. It was from like drivers that had been driving 30 years that are getting in touch and this is helping me refresh stuff. So that was good. But what sort of feedback have you had on, on the podcast so far? I'm going to say positive. Um, the, the feedback we've had is when is the next one? Yes. <laughs> That's the question we keep hearing. When's the next one? When's What's the next, the next one about? Um, and yeah, they're finding it, it's, it's quite interesting because we've done we're very early in this mm. podcast, um, but we've done a couple of varying different lengths. And people like the very similar to your theory five minutes. They quite like that first. We did a short one. Short one, we? yeah. Um, five minute tip. Mm. And they really like that. But there's also a longer one where, where we get the chance to explain things slightly more in depth. But they also like that as well. So we're getting this. If you've got five minutes, bang, that's a nice one. Oh, yeah, I've got slightly longer. I listen to this one. So the theory is we've, we've catered for a different type of person as well. Yeah. Who Who's it aimed at? You know, have you got like a target audience that it's aimed at? Drivers. So not just learner drivers. I'm sort of like all levels. So learner drivers, new drivers, and even drivers who've been driving for a long time but are perhaps – struggling with nerves or confidence so so we wanted 
we want it we didn't just want it to be aimed at learner drivers it's because actually everywhere I go when I talk about what we do I have people saying oh I'm still nervous or oh I wish that had been around I still can't do this so it's trying to cater for for a wider audience generally we're trying to cater for learner drivers in the driver training industry but um, actually most of the inquiries that we have for one-to-one work are from people who passed their test some time ago and maybe haven't driven very often or are driving but really struggling with it so so they're actually as important to us as as learners I mean, one thing that struck me when I released mine last year was how few podcasts there actually are for either learners or instructors, you know, for our industry. And uh, this isn't aimed as a criticism at anyone when I say this, by the way, but there was a lot of ones that had been done for a brief amount of time and then disappeared away. Uh, um, Who knows why that happened? You know, maybe they found podcasting difficult or maybe it didn't quite get picked up the way, so they gave up or, or whatever, but... It, it struck me, and I don't know why, but it struck me when I saw yours that you guys meant business. So I think, again, I'm going to throw two questions at you in one there. First of all, did you notice that? Did you see there's there's not as many as you could think there would be in terms of podcasts? And, and also, do you mean business? Are you here to stay? <laughs> I think I only realised how few there were once we'd already decided and committed to, you know, once we were in the process. And then it's sort of like, okay, let's, you know, let's look into this more while we were already in it. And yes, yeah, I agree. There's not very many, not very many out there. So we were like, oh, good. (laughs) That's handy. (laughs) And and yes, we do mean business. We've got so many different topics. um, And within those topics, there's subtopics. Um, so there's so many options for us to to carry on this that um, yeah there's we have, yeah we're going to definitely carry on because it's also <laughs> something we enjoy doing we and, just, and we're going to get better at it because we're yeah. we're we're, better, we're very much still learning apologies <laughs> for <laughs> any audio glitches or things we're we're <laughs> we're having fun but we're hopefully in, we're getting the point across we're improvers <laughs> we're, we're going to be improving <laughs> i um i went back uh the other day and i listened to the first instructor podcast i recorded which was uh, with bob martin and i listened to my most recent one and yeah you can see the difference i mean the first one wasn't bad it wasn't horrendous by any stretch but there's a significant difference there So thanks for listening to the Instructor Podcast. Just taking a brief pause in the show to tell you about how you can support the show. So if you are enjoying it and you would like to contribute to the running of the show, you can head over to our Patreon account. Now over there, you can basically subscribe and commit to donating £2 a month to help with the running costs and the time and effort going into the show. You won't get anything other than a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside and my eternal gratitude. However, if you would like to gain something extra, what you can also do is go to the same place and donate £10 a month. Now, for that, you will get some bonus content every month. That will be additional episodes around standards checks and coaching and all kinds of fun stuff like that. You'll get quarterly Zoom meetings where you can come on and ask me anything and there might even be some special guests turn up. And you'll get discounts to things like Bob Morton's client-centered learning. I'm really proud of what we're doing over there. I'd love it if you went and tried it out for a month and see how you got on. And if you don't like it, well, 
you can always cancel but I do really appreciate your support and just the fact that you're listening. So thank you for listening, but do consider checking out the Instructor Podcast Premium. You can find that over at www.theinstructorpodcast.com. Just click on the premium tab and have a nosy or go to the show notes and click the link to go straight there. Let's dive back into the show. What, What hurdles have you come across? What have you found difficult with it or... Well, for me personally, it's finding the time mm-hmm. to actually record them. I mean, we've, we've, like I said, we've got the list, which is great. But where does that fit in my diary? Yeah. yeah. For me, to, for both of us to be available at the same time, because we're we're ships that yeah. cast in the night, so that's that's the biggest hurdle. Wasn't it? Yeah, and then audio is the tech issue. Um, yeah, and just finding what works, what doesn't work. I mean, the first thing we had microphones, but microphone didn't like my voice for some reason i don't know why yeah <laughs> but we sorted that <laughs> <laughs> so so this podcast is aimed mainly at instructors so it's going to be instructors that are listening to it so why should the driving instructors listening to this why should they recommend it to their students as a driving instructor myself and i suppose this is where we're very different because i get to actually use the the resources that are there because i've created them um, but what it does, you've got two, it's a two-fold approach for a driving instructor. A driving instructor can get involved with the with the techniques that are on there, or the driving instructor could just say to their students, look, this website is fantastic. Go and use it. Tell me what you think. So you can either get involved as much as you want or as little as you want. There's something there for everybody, you know, um, and we do get that with the people that subscribe. So. Yeah. But that's the from my from the instructor's point of view. But just um, yeah, I just think there's it covers everybody really. Yeah. Now, if if you're anything like me, when when I did my first podcast and those first coming out, when you get a few listeners that come and and you get that little buzz because people are actually listening to it, you immediately want to start another podcast. That was that was me. Have you had that yet? Are there is there anything else where you've gone? Oh, this one's doing okay. I need to go and do seven more now. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just opens your eyes up to it, doesn't it? That you yeah. suddenly realise, oh, I've never, you know, I'd never thought about it. If you, if you're somebody who listens to podcasts, we haven't necessarily. I mean, in fairness, it had been on the list for quite a long time on the to-do list, um, and it's only sort of like having done it that it's like, ah. Oh. So now it's now it's in our. Now the idea of it is in our awareness. I think once we get to grips with this, then I guess it depends what comes up. What is there a need for? You know, is there a need for for another one? It feels very weird listening to yourself. Though. That's all I'm going to. You know, when you when you're out walking, it's like it's me. <laughs> I've I've got really good of when I edit, I can dissociate myself from the voice because I'm ed- editing it. But when I listen back afterwards, I don't, I don't like it so much then. Yeah. But, I mean, you said there, is there a need for it? What about for instructors? As, do you think there's a need or space for another podcast for instructors? And the reason I ask that is there's there's three that I'm aware of. So there's there's Dipod, uh, which is the, the chats from the ADI and JC, um, and they've been going for over a decade now. Uh, so they're doing awesome. They were when I first started. They were the the people that I initially kind of realised 
oh, it's, it's not just my trainer that I can listen. There's other people out there in the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Mick Knowles. You were on Mick Knowles' podcast recently. I did podcast. He was doing a great job. He started a few weeks before me. And then there's obviously me as well. And we're all very different shows. Mm-hmm. Is that something you've considered, doing, doing a, a podcast for instructors? Yeah, and then you yeah. could niche it, couldn't you? So yeah. you you could sort of like you could actually go niche it down to the specifics of what we do. Um, yeah, I suppose there is a there is a yes, you could is, is my short answer. Yeah. Yes, you could, and the reason behind that is we could give something for a driving instructor to calm their nerves. Yeah. Um, because if you think about what we've been through. And what's happening at the moment, there is a lot of um, uncertainty. You know, I mentioned change earlier, but now you've got the fuel prices, you've got the, you know, your costs of your car are running high. Um, if you if your car breaks down, can you actually get a part for your car now? Is that's coming into it? So people's, I think people's mental health is a lot more aware of now. And I think something like we do, you can dip in and out of a podcast. Or you can visit the website because I think it's we're all talking about this now, which is I think fantastic, you know. And people aren't so scared to say, Do you know what, I did a ten minute meditation the other day. Yeah. <laughs> They're not. We've sort of like broken that that shell a little bit, and people say, well, yeah, I do. I meditate. Or I just stopped and I had a I had a breathing exercise for five minutes because I felt myself, you know, being a bit tense. Um, so yes, I think I think there's definitely a a need or not. There's a need and there probably is a want as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting you mentioned that about the mental health because they're often the episodes of mine that do the best. Um, it, it's the one I think it, there's um, like I said, there's a need there for instructors. And I had a message just today. In fact, I'm not going to mention the episode, but I had a message today from someone saying that the the recent episode I'd done, they just thanked me for it. And it was a really lovely message just saying, thank you for doing that. It's actually helped me put my mind right with my students. And I'm like, that that's why I do it. And I think that obviously this isn't a mental health podcast, but I get people in, I suppose, including yourselves, that are, that, that are experts in that. And they probably do. Like I said they probably do the best. So I think there's definitely room for it. But the the reason I ask that question is purely selfish. And it's purely <laughs> selfish because I, I want more to listen to. because uh, I said there's a did podcast there's Dipod but I don't want to listen to myself I need more so the more instructors that can do it the better for me Um, so where do you see the um, uh, the confident drivers uh, the driving confidence podcast going where do you see that going in the future have you not really looked ahead yet (laughs) for me personally I think we'll carry on as we are there's a there's a few um, as, as at the moment, it's just me and Tracy, and we talk and we share sort of like, okay, so how would you feel about that? And how would you feel about that from your side and you know your perspective? Um, there is plans in the future to have a few guests, mm. but probably guests not from the industry, mm. um, people that are outside that we think would benefit um, and just see things slightly differently, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's obviously in the future. So we need to keep going to be able to get those people on board. Yeah, and it'd be lovely to to really get to 
get to the point where we really were hitting people as they were taking their driving lessons or that somebody you know that point where some where people start recommending us just you know oh, I have listened to this podcast and I thought of you that'd be really you know I think that would be really good for you to listen to so that listeners weren't just coming in through our website they you know they begin to find us and we get some organic mm-hmm organic growth outside of you know the website and that it is people are listening to the podcast for the sake of listening to the podcast because it's helpful um and that they can relate to it hopefully so yeah so we'd like we'd love to see it really Mm. really grow and build yeah i think it's that recommend recommending like you said and and i I don't want to be overtly negative here but i do think with, with our industry, there's a reluctance for people to do that. I mean, you've just heard me there, and I don't mean to bring this back to me, but it's a perfect example, talking about Dipod and Didpod, the Did podcast, mm-hmm. recommending people go and listen to those on my podcast. You know, someone could go and listen to Dipod tomorrow, decide that's a better podcast, not listen to me. But I would rather they did, because then they're getting what's right for them. And I think that there is a reluctance in our industry to actually showcase other people. Is Is that something you've come across? I think from a from a driving perspective, the driving instructor's perspective, yeah, hundred percent. People, I'm very open, and if people want to chat and some coffee, Kev, can I can you just chat something over? Yeah, carry on. You know, let's go and have a coffee because I enjoy that as well. Um, but there's also a lot of people that think it's competition. So you know, I don't want to say that because it's it's quite competition. You know, and it, for me, there is no competition. The the only competition that I have is myself. You know, and that's what I want other people to see. So if there was another 10 driving instructors or people from outside the industry started talking about driving and realms of driving and training, I think it'd be fantastic, you know, because I, th- I think the more there is, the more choice there is, the more views you'll see of people. And we all talk differently and we say things differently. And I think people will say, well, I actually like the way he talks or I like the way she actually delivers that. That's really good. And I I can relate to that. When I'm out running, I don't want his voice because that's too slow. (laughs) He's putting me to sleep and I'm getting slower and slower as I'm walking around. So, so yeah, I think there's definitely a a market for more. And getting more perspectives. So, you know, you can have three instructor podcasts and you might all have – you might all talk about the same changes to the highway code or whatever it might be. But actually, you're each each one is going to come at it from a different perspective. And that's really important because otherwise you get stuck in your, your opinion, your perspective. And you need, you know, everybody needs to look a little bit outside of that. So so yeah, I think recommending other people, and like you say, there isn't really. We don't you know don't see other people as competition see them as you know you're better together mm. almost than individually and through lockdown we were doing coffee mornings with where we had adis coming in and some and a couple of students student, couple of their students come in and it was lovely wasn't it they were just everyone was sharing together so ADIs weren't competing with each other it was you know it was like I've got this issue with this student and everyone's popping in there to penetrate their idea so it was a real teamwork 
collaboration. Yeah. They were really good, weren't they? Yeah. So, so yeah, not not being competitive, sharing. Yeah. yeah, I think that again, I don't mean to be too cynical with it because there is definitely some collaboration in the industry, but it's just that negativity. I, I don't know. It's, I think I'm feeling it a little bit at the minute. But what I would say, just um, I'm thinking back to last year, there was uh, Kathy Higgins who released her book. I think it's Insight to Drive. And within the space of 10 days, she was on Dipod, the did podcast and, and the Instructor podcast. And I made a big song and dance about it online because I just thought, how awesome is it now that if you've got something to promote, you can go on three different podcasts. When would that have happened in our industry before? I think that's massive. But but no, I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where you take it going forward. And I am just going to throw a little shout out to anyone listening now that if you are considering starting a podcast, I am always open, happy to have a conversation. I think there's definitely room for more markets. So at the minute, we've, um, I think it's a four in one. I might have this wrong that does a lot around driving. You guys are obviously covering confidence. I've got the five-minute theory. I also do driving test tales, which is talking to people about after the driving test. There's got to be other stuff that we can cover in there. Yeah. Uh, the more the merrier, I say. Anyway, you, you mentioned a few times there uh, about the website, which I'm presuming you mean the, the Confident Drivers website? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Tracy's baby, this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Well, it was brought about because of the problems I was having. I won't say problems, but it was more of how can I help this student better? And that's that's where it's all really confident drivers have started from that. Coming home going, how can I help this student so that they become better at this? And that's where we collaborated and went, do you know what? What we could do is build a website. That was Tracy's words, not mine. And Tracy <laughs> built the website. <laughs> and when we spoke to ADIs about what they wanted, and because I was talking about mindfulness, because that's my theme, um, and really the message came across, came across loud and clear that, yeah, mindfulness is great, Tracy, but we need a bit more than that. Um, and there is no one-size-fits-all solution to nerves because nerves and anxiety tends to stem from different issues for different people and so whereas mindfulness or NLP might work brilliantly for one person somebody else might need a breathing exercise or hypnotherapy but breathing exercises or hypnotherapy might not work for somebody else so there is no one size fits all so so that's why we brought in all the different things that I'm qualified to do, then found a hypnotherapist because I'm not qualified to do that. Um, Kev brought in the coaching and the NLP that he's qualified to do. And so we just sort of like created a website to cover as many techniques as we were qualified to as we could. And um, and so that's there for, um, you know, we've got lots and lots of free resources for people to use on there and then we've got some paid resources as well for ADIs or individual students to use and the idea of the podcast was to support that so actually what I do for every podcast episode we then link to that from within the website so if somebody is covering a particular topic we then go hey this podcast episode can help explain more um, I have to say, whenever anyone mentioned mindfulness, my ears prick up. So uh, I spoke to Kevin about coaching before. I'm going to divert and I'm going to go on to a little mindfulness thing because I 
it's impacted me massively uh, the way I've embraced that over the past couple of years. And again, they've been really good shows I've done as well. So I've had people on like um, uh, San Harper and people from outside the industry like Shabnam Raja and, and Emma Miller uh, all, all talking about this stuff. What What's your kind of overview on mindfulness? How has it impacted you and what are the benefits? Well, I mean, for me, I first came across it back in 2012, but I didn't start training to teach mindfulness until 2014. And for me, um, it was one of those things that I started and then sort of stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped. And actually, it doesn't matter. But you because every time you do it, you you know, you you bring in some mindfulness exercises, you can see some benefit from it. And if you stop for a while, that doesn't mean you've got to start right back at the beginning again. It's a bit like riding a bike I suppose so you know you can sort of you can pick it back up at any point for me what was important was mindfulness is it's quite political actually it's quite interesting there's lots of different branches and um and in mindfulness world it can be quite political and I needed to find something that would work for my cancer patients so I had to do quite a lot of research into finding a particular style of mindfulness that was really accessible and didn't have lots of rules around it and didn't necessitate 40 minutes sit down practice for everybody every day and that would mean that I could deliver it without necessarily doing breathing exercises because for my patients breathing exercises are a no-go for some of them so um so for me the thing about mindfulness is really how flexible it can be if you find the right style of mindfulness there's something for everyone in terms of helping to notice your thoughts and your thought patterns learn more about the way your mind works as well as being able to interrupt some of that when you need to and to be able to bring yourself back to now instead of worrying about uh, fretting about the past or worrying about the future i think that's really well put it's, it's almost like having another tool in your toolbox another resource you've got to use and kind of just to throw my uh, example in there for a second i i'm now at a point where i almost do it too much I'll, i find myself going off in one direction and i stop like why am i thinking that and then I run and tell my wife, I'm like, I've been thinking this and I've figured out why. And, and she's like, just reading, like, shut up. But it's, <laughs> it's, but the, the big one for me, and, and I think this is a, a big one. I'm very, very lucky where I live. I live at the end of a cul-de-sac and it's silent. There is no noise apart from the birds in the trees in our garden. So whenever I feel my brain just getting a bit mental, a bit claustrophobic, I'll just switch phone off. I'll go outside and I'll sit on my, I got my Carly's company out listening. I'll sit on the bonnet. And yeah. uh, I'll just listen to the birds and trees for 10 minutes and I guarantee I feel better afterwards. And, and I think that when most people think of mindfulness, I think of, like you said, sitting down for 40 minutes meditating. Yeah, and, and you like, don't have to. Exactly. There's so many different branches to it. I think you put that really well. Um, okay, so I am going to ask you another question, as I've done several times throughout this podcast. Um, you are both officially podcasters now. And you said that Ooh. you like listening to a lot of podcasts. I want a podcast recommendation from both of you. Ooh. And uh, you're not allowed to say the instructor podcast. <laughs> well, mine's, mine's quite simple. I know my one. Um, my one's The Diary of a CEO, Stephen Bartlett. Yes. I love, I, I think I've been following him for ages and I just, 
for such a young person to do what he's done and to be so articulate in what he says and the way he says it, I just think he's just amazing. I 100% judged a book by a cover with that, that podcast. I looked at it and I thought, I don't want to listen to the Diary of a CEO. And, mm. and I've just skipped over it for, for however long it's been out. When it was only a couple of weeks ago, I picked it up when I think it was James Smith was on. Yeah. And I fell in love with it and I've been listening ever since. That's an excellent show. And yourself, Tracy? Oh, well, at the minute, being a new podcaster, I've been listening to lots of podcasting podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a lady called Anna Parker Naples who's really who lives locally to us, actually, and she does a podcasting for entrepreneurs. So she's been on my list at the moment. But before that, something a bit more fun was Evil or Genius, um, where they... Oh, I can't, I can't remember the, I'm useless at names. I'm surprised I even remembered Evil or Genius. Um, but what they do is they take historical, they take people, famous people, and then they look at the good side and the bad side of them. And so like Roald Dahl and John Lennon. And so they take people and then give lots of facts about them for and against. And then the panel have to decide whether they were evil or whether they were a genius. And it's just for for somebody who's interested in psychology like me, that's what that's that's what I had to do all the way through my degree was look at you know critical thinking and look at things you know for and against. And so this podcast just it's it's a bit of fun. It, it's some laugh out loud as well as some bits where you go, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, I've noted that down, so I'll go and check that out. Uh, I'm going to throw it to it actually. So if you like podcasts about podcasts. Uh, I think that the single best one of those out there is called The Podcast Accelerator by a chap called Mark Asquith. British book. Uh, it's awesome. It's like 20 minutes of podcasting genius every week. It's it's It helps me more than anyone else with that kind of stuff. And there's another one called TCU Does CFG. Um, and uh, there's a wonderful chap, incredibly handsome, um, great beard, that, uh, that does that one. <laughs> okay. Before I ask you if there's anything uh, you want to promote or where people can find you, is there anything else you'd like to mention? Anything else you'd like to cover? No, I think no. we've done really well. Awesome. In which case, uh, do you want to tell us, tell people where they can find you, uh, where they can find the podcast, anything else you'd like to promote? Yep. So the podcast is called the Driving Confidence Podcast. So if you just do a search for Driving Confidence, then we should pop up. Um, and we're... Apple, Spotify, and all the usual directories. Um, and then we, if anybody would like to ask any questions for us to answer on our podcast, then we've just set up a new speak pipe page, which is very difficult to say. Um, <laughs> but the links to that are in the show notes on the podcast. So if somebody had, if anybody has a question that they would really like to put to us to answer on the podcast, then they can leave a voicemail on SpeakPipe and then we'll play that and then respond. And that can be a future podcast episode. I um, I created somewhat similar for the five-minute theory once. And let's just say not all of the, the questions were polite, so I decided I'm going to win that. I, I, did, I did guess that might happen. That's fine. We won't feature those ones, but we might share them in a bloopers or something. I think uh, you guys are a lot more pleasant than me. You might get away with it. Um, but, 
you will be able to find links for all that stuff both in the show notes of this podcast and also on the website. So if you head over to www.theinstructedpodcast.com, you can find links for Confident Drivers and the, the podcast over there as well, as well as the guest profiles for uh, Kev and Tracy Field. So, yeah, thank you both for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, thank, thank you, you for inviting us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Big thanks to Kev and Tracy Field there. Really appreciate them both joining me. Really hope you enjoyed the episode as well. Make sure you go and check out their podcast, the Driving Confidence Podcast, and share it with your learners as well. And while you're doing that, maybe check out the 5-Minute Theory Podcast and Driving Test Tales as well. But I did promise you that if you hung about to the end, I will tell you my exciting bit of news. There is going to be another podcast coming out another podcast for driving instructors. Now, this is a bit different to this one. And just before I dive in, I will tell you why. Over on my premium subscription, I have set some goals up for when I reach a certain number of people signed up. So the first goal I set up was when I reached 10. And when I reached 10 premium members, I was going to start a new podcast called Driving Instructor Stories. And this is going to be out monthly. So it's probably going to be starting in May, possibly June, be a new monthly podcast where I'm talking to driving instructors about why they got into industry, potentially about their driving test when they started, how they found the training, what they found difficult, all that kind of stuff, and what they think of the industry now. So this will be just talking to driving instructors, regular instructors like me, and very probably you. Now, at first, I'm going to be offering it to my premium guys to see if any of them want to come on. But beyond that, I'll be opening it up for everyone, and that's going to be a new monthly show. As I mentioned, that started because I'd set some goals up. If you go and check out my premium, you'll see there's some more goals set up. Uh, there's currently one that when I get up to 100, I will be creating quite a big event for people to come along to. But I will be adding more as I go along. So make sure you go and check out the Instructor Podcast Premium. Sign up over there. Not only do you get all the content, not only do you get all the shows ad-free and early, not only do you get access to me, but you're now also going to get all these little bonus things that I throw out when I hit certain milestones as well. So... Hope you're looking forward to the, the new podcast. It won't be on this feed. You'll have to sign up somewhere else, but I'll let you know when it's out. And, uh, and yeah, go check out the Instructor Podcast Premium and have a great day. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.